0: All right, I have to kick Miss Lady out of my room.
1: Miss Tano has exited the building. Like that? <laughs> like that? Yeah. What? Man, I already did Ahsoka's Starbucks drink, so I feel really like I don't know what to do, because I feel like this would ah. be the episode of Ahsoka's Starbucks uh, drink.
2: My, other, my suggestion would be Ventress.
1: Oh! That's actually a really good idea.
0: She's still in here, but my cat, Ahsoka, is still (laughs) in here, but we are just going to let her be, unless she is loud again. So- She
1: was like, do not make me leave. She was like, fuck you, Calvin.
0: Ahsoka the cat, she just wants to stay. You know?
1: In the Jedi Order.
0: You've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you, always.
2: Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt.
0: Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a podcast where we take a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars.
2: I'm Wyatt, and I've seen... All of the Star Wars. I'm actually, <laughs> I am uh, mere feet away from where I saw this Star Wars for the first time.
0: Aww.
1: I'm Andy. I've seen a little bit of Star Wars. Calvin, you sounded like a little bog witch in the opening today. Did
0: I? Yeah, Cal- Calvin yeah, drank it helium. Good.
1: It was really good. Oh. It was, you were very, um, you were present in the moment. Thank great. you. That's um, a note that
0: I hardly ever got from your acting teachers.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, Love drama, <laughs> drama school. Love um, drama school.
0: Thwip, thwip. I do web uh, flips now instead of finger guns like Spider-Man. So,
1: All right. F- so for today's for today's drink, for today's Starbucks drink Ventress, what Ventress gets at Starbucks is she goes, she gets a shot of espresso.
0: Yeah, I was going to say she, she needs the energy.
1: And then she she puts it in a, in a cup, in a big cup, and she fills it up with whiskey right to the top, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what... <laughs> That's what Ventress drinks.
2: When you when you started this, I was also thinking of the uh, the John Mulaney one black coffee bit.
0: The McDonald's one. Yeah, the just yeah.
2: but just Ventress definitely Ventress I, needs energy and isn't messing around.
1: See, I feel like the one black coffee, the like the, the McDonald's bit, I feel like that would be an Obi-Wan move. With like, yeah, the, with like the that's kids, the one with the, the, yeah. kids on the yeah, with Anakin seat. and Ahsoka like chanting uh, to go to McDonald's and then he's no, like, Ma- oh, Mace right.
0: Windu is one black coffee. Obi-Wan is we have food at home and Rex is going along with the cheering of the McDonald's. So Anakin and Ahsoka are the ones chanting for McDonald's in the backseat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that, but Mace Windu does not come off well in these, and, and, uh, no. these episodes. Padme,
1: Padme is the one who um orders McDonald's Delivery. She gets McDonald's DoorDash to her oh,
0: house. She gets it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's a busy Senate she's, woman. She's learned her lesson
2: about sending 3PO to get food. Yeah. That's true. Oh.
1: You're right. That's true. (laughs) Um, Okay, okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. (laughs) This was such a... I'm really glad that we split up this group of episodes.
0: All right, so yes, this week on First Step, the Star Wars podcast, we watched episodes, season five, episodes 17 through 20, Sabotage, the Jedi who knew too much to catch a Jedi and the wrong Jedi. So we start off with Anakin and Ahsoka successfully completing a mission off-world, but they are called back to Coruscant because the Jedi Temple has been bombed, and because they were off-world, they are of course presumed innocent, as no one in the Temple is. Anakin, Ahsoka, and a really cool, like, detective droid investigate, and they discover that the blast was caused by nanobots that had been fed to one of the factory workers by his wife. Her name was Letta, and so Letta is arrested for the crime. But after the funerals, Ahsoka's noticing that her friend Barris is acting a little, a little sad. She's like, "Oh, I should go comfort her." But before she has the opportunity to, Letta uh, calls Ahsoka from prison, and she's like, "Hey, I need your help." And so Ahsoka goes and is like, "Letta, why did you do this?" And Letta's like this is bigger than you even know. But before she can reveal any actual information, someone hidden force chokes her. And Ahsoka, because she is the only one actually in the room, is implicated in her death. And she's also a Jedi, and they all think that she force choked Leta. So Ahsoka is able to get back her lightsabers and her uh, uh, comlink link and escapes from prison. But Anakin is hot on her tail because he he loves her. But she's like, I will not be implicated in something that I didn't do. I, I won't take the fall for something. That I didn't do. And then she jumps onto a ship and goes down into the depths of Coruscant, run running away from the law. She then hooks up with Ventress or she meets up with Ventress. She doesn't hook up with her. Well, maybe, who knows? Um, but so Ventress and her have a little have a little uh, tussle when she's trying to escape when Ahsoka's trying to escape because Ventress is hunting Ahsoka for the bounty that is on her head now. And Ahsoka and Ventress team up, however, and Ahsoka calls Barris to get help, and Barris is like hey, I have found a secret warehouse with that might be of interest to you. And Ahsoka is like, bet. And so Ventress helps her find this warehouse. Then she and Ventress part ways. But then after Ventress leaves, Ventress is attacked and her lightsabers and helmet, her special helmet, are stolen from her. While in the abandoned factory, Ahsoka is attacked by a figure wearing Ventress's helmet and carrying her lightsabers. So Ahsoka attacks Ventress back because she assumes that this was all a ploy. And the Ventress imposter leaves Ahsoka to be implicated next to a bunch of crates of the the nanodroids that were used to blow up the Jedi Temple. And she is arrested once again by clones who show up. So then... Tarkin comes in and he's like, this is a military matter. She must be tried before the Senate instead of by the Jedi. And the Jedi Order caves to him and they kick Ahsoka out of the Jedi Order and put her on trial as a regular civilian. Padme is her legal representation. That's awesome. We love Padme. So while the trial is going on, Anakin tracks down Ventress, and Ventress reveals how she was attacked and wasn't the one who attacked Ahsoka on in, in the factory. And so Anakin goes and confronts Barriss. They have a really cool fight. Barriss is using Ventress's red lightsaber. still. He manages to capture her, takes her to the court, and she confesses to the entire thing. Now, the Jedi Order is all like, Ahsoka, turns out that this was your great trial. We would happily accept you back into the Jedi Order as a Jedi Knight. All things are meant to be. This suffering was always meant to happen to you. And Ahsoka's like, no, I can't. She's
2: like, nah, dude, just chill, peace Uh, out. Yep, she leaves. I'm I'm not here for this.
0: And Anakin tries to get her to stay, but she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And Ahsoka walks away. And also, and I then, really gotta say, and like this the show ended <laughs> for the first yeah. time. Oh yeah, this was the series finale. The original this was it? Because, yes, this
1: is the original season, se- se- not season finale. This is the, the original series finale.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this uh, kind of explains be- because Ahsoka is not in Revenge of the Sith, the movie, and so this explains her absence.
1: So I have a question: How long, Wyatt, was it between season five and season six?
2: Yeah. So yeah, what happened was in early 2013 and in 2012, Disney bought Lucasfilm and everything and announced that they were going to make the sequel trilogy. Star Wars was back. Everything changed. And it especially changed for Clone Wars because Clone Wars was George Lucas's project. He was he was in charge. Dave Filoni was basically like sort of second in command. He ran basically he ran the television production, but most of the ideas and a lot of the like all of the funding came from George. And now George was gone. So they stopped. Working on Clone Wars episodes, basically this season, because of animations, lead time was all done. So they aired it. Cartoon Network, the license was up and then it was just nothing. We didn't hear anything. And then it was announced that Clone Wars would be over. But because of the lead time, there were a bunch of episodes that were basically finished. And so those got put out on Netflix. uh, And I have to Google the year. And that, that's what we will we will do next on the podcast. And they aired in uh, 2014, a full year later. And this is so what's known as season n- more, six. Yeah. And that was uh, usually what would happen is like most shows, Clone Wars would run over from like fall, winter and take a summer break like a lot of broadcast shows. And instead, it took the whole year off. These were these were the last episodes basically ever that were ever supposed to be aired Uh, there became another sort of impromptu season finale or series finale at the end of season six. And everyone assumed Clone Wars was over. Lucasfilm made a new animated show that we'll get to. And then it was, I think, 2019, maybe, when they announced the revival.
0: Yeah, Um, I I think so. And
2: yeah, because I know I was working, I was working at summer camp and like opened Twitter and Twitter was on fire. But this was basically known at the time that this was probably the last the series finale. And then with what happened with the exact way that season five ended, it was like, Oh yeah, this is it because it, it, like Calvin said, it works like this. This could have been the end of the story. Ahsoka's Ahsoka walks away from the Jedi order, never sees Anakin again, isn't in revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith happens. You don't, you don't know anything, but there's that this could have worked. It's not what happened. We'll see. We'll see what happened with the Clone Wars episodes that they did produce after this, but This was a fitting end for the story and an answer to the like the sort of biggest out of universe question, which is if Anakin had a Padawan, where is she?
1: I feel like it'd be so crazy if this was like, I'm trying to think of like, why would they do this? What if they like I'm trying I'm guessing I'm speculating. I feel like. They were like, oh, we sent Ahsoka away. And then they were like, hold on, we're actually going to retcon Ahsoka going away because we actually want to bring her back for something else.
2: Yeah, well, so I will say this was never, never intended to be the end of Ahsoka's story and she will show up in Clone Wars again. This is the end of a, of one chapter of Ahsoka's story.
1: I think they should make Ahsoka show part two. I actually wish Anakin <laughs> wasn't in it. I <laughs> Actually, wish it was just yeah. her. No, this but has I been where this was like, really.
2: Yeah, Andy, I want to hear your reactions to this because this is the this is I think arguably even with what they made after this is the actual season finale. I think the wrong Jedi is the most consequential episode of the whole series.
1: I feel like so there were there were uh, here here are some of my I guess like reactions or like my thoughts when watching this. They introduced Barris, and I was like. hmm... Chekhov's Barris, <laughs> you know? You don't introduce <laughs> Barris without having a reason.
2: Sounds well, like Wars something, is so... she's
1: gonna pop off. Clo-
2: Clone Wars is so notorious with like... I think that's the Chekhov's yeah. Barris.
1: Chekhov's Barris.
2: <laughs> Clone Wars just sort of abandons characters, so when they bring him back, it's like, oh, you're either gonna like be really fun and important, or you're either evil or gonna die.
1: <laughs> so it was just kind of like, mm, you know, Barris showed up, and then just the varying like... She was acting super sus the whole time, like when she was like, Oh, I've got information for you. And uh, Ahsoka was like, yeah, how did you find this? She was like, I told you I'd be looking. Girlie, that was not an answer. So it was then like when she said that thing when they were on the phone, I was like, oh, Barris is definitely the baddie. I had my suspicions, especially when they had that like weird talk about like, how do you put your feelings aside, Ahsoka? Yeah, it was like, okay, well, she's definitely gonna be the bad guy, but whatever. Um, I knew as soon as Ahsoka was like, as soon as they were like, Ahsoka, you're out of the Jedi Order, I knew she wouldn't come back. I knew that once they realized what happened, I was like, Mm-mm, my girl Ahsoka will not go back. And maybe that changes. I don't know. I don't know what the next seasons hold. I don't know what is going to happen for Ahsoka, but I, I honestly don't, I think I would be, I'm interested, but I think I would be honestly disappointed. I was glad that she decided not to go back. I was not unhappy with that decision. I felt like if I were in her position, I would do the same thing. I feel like the way that they were so quick to demonize Ahsoka, the way that they were so quick to be like, no, she, this, you know, and that's the thing, right? Is like Ahsoka, I guess, you know, we all see Ahsoka as a main character because she is one, but, but even amongst the Jedi order, she is like the new Anakin, literally. She's, she was super young to be a Padawan. And yet she still was one. She was a Padawan to like the craziest fucking Jedi that's been out there. And I mean, she like leads huge military operations like regularly. You know, she she does such crazy shit. And they trust her with such insane stuff that it was just like, it'd be one thing if it was like a nobody Padawan, you know? No offense to Barris, but like if they had suspected Barris, it's like I could see them turning on her quickly. But, but it's Ahsoka, you know? She is so... I feel like well-known in the Jedi Order. And the fact that nobody was like, nobody except for Anakin and like a little bit Obi-Wan was like even trying to defend her spoke volumes about who they are. And I think that's the thing too, right? It's also not just the treatment that, uh, that, like not just the way that they treated her when they thought that she was this killer, but also Ahsoka trusted Barriss so much. And the fact that Barriss, who we all like know and love, and I still kind of, I still like Barriss. The fact that Barriss felt justified in doing this means something and i think like ahsoka just after having one of like the people she trusts most you know say that something's weird with the jedi order and then also having the jedi order turn on her like that like i don't know how how anybody could go back you know
2: yeah i would i was watching this was like thinking about whether barris meant to frame ahsoka specifically because i think i think it ends up being just sort of like a for Barriss, bad luck. She's trying to make her point, to point against the Jedi. If Ahsoka and Anakin were on home duty, then this doesn't happen. Then they would have been... They wouldn't have led the investigation. Letta would have never asked for Ahsoka, knowing that, like, it was... Letta knew it was another young... Young Jedi Ahsoka might know her. And so it, it, it's such a I would have loved I know it ruins the mystery, but I would have loved to see sort of Barris's reaction to finding out that not only she has to her plot is probably going to work, but she has to frame Ahsoka.
1: I think that she I think it was intentional because why would Letta think that Ahsoka's the one to talk to? You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. something that Barris said or That's did true. led Letta to thinking that you know what I mean? I think Barris told yeah. I think that Letta was playing it through to the end. And Barris was like, when you get in there, you need to ask for Ahsoka. Yeah, um,
2: no, it's it's interesting. I, I am in the minority. This was not a popular plot twist at the time. <laughs> I like Barris the Barris the sort of who the because her character arc is sort of like she she goes through a lot of trauma and is is one of the like m- more peaceful Jedi who is is forced to do a lot of violent stuff in the war, presumably more when we don't see her. She had that horrible brain brainworms thing happen to her and she loses it, gets in over her head, but is trying to make her point and goes down for it. I actually like that and think it's an OK character to. Development. I think we're missing. I would have loved to see her one more time before this.
1: Yeah, Like Her her and Ahsoka
2: set up the fact that they are growing, like that they even they're growing closer, but ideologically they're growing further apart.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I feel like this felt like a very big change for Barris, and and that like honestly, I would have loved to see uh, a Barris arc no Ahsoka or, like, little Ahsoka. I would have loved to see, like, a full Barris arc, just, like, what she's up to and see, like, where that this is, change happened.
2: This is where the, the George, Luke of, George Lucas of it all comes in because George Lucas, weird dude, would rather tell four stories about droids and existentialism than set up the rest of his show. And that's just who he is. That yeah. is, like... that is all the good ideas for clone wars came from george and dave filoni and all the bad ones too like it's just is the show wouldn't be the show without being what it is and we wouldn't have got any of the good parts without it but it does like it as good as late clone wars is the original run i i feel like sometimes there's gaps in the story and i'm like i really wish we could have had that story and just done a done like 10 episodes telling a continuous story. If that's what we're, if it's going to be that important, let's do it. Let's commit fully. But, uh, sorry, I got my wish for a linear series
1: later on. (laughs) I just, um, I don't feel mad at Barris. Like I don't feel upset at all. Really. I feel like I just feel really mad at the Jedi.
2: Yeah. The Jedi, Um, the Jedi, even though this is, (laughs) this is an arc where the villain does like, does terrorism against what is mostly like I mean the Jedi are warriors out on the battlefield, but I think most of the people who died in the a lot of the people who died in the explosion weren't and like i I think I think I think Barris her like I love her speech when she's confessing like I think it's really interesting to think about, especially going forward as we go. Cl- Near closer to the end of the series, and thus the end of the Clone Wars, is Barris right about the Jedi when she accuses them of like having lost their way and going so far from the so far from their ideals that the only thing that would sh- would shock them into action was acts like Barris's to take a look at themselves.
1: I mean, exactly. It's it's really, and I guess we'll see. I don't know what's to come. I don't know.
2: That's the fun but, part.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it it makes me think of um, Mortis when when Anakin saw what was to come and he was like you know I've seen and it's the jedi
2: yeah and and like on mortis that vision like i think is being manipulated by the sun So he's using Anakin for his own. It's a it's a we haven't gotten to this line. (laughs) There's a very famous line in Star Wars about points of view and the and what truth means from different points of view. And I think that theme runs throughout a lot of Star Wars, including the prequel era, especially as we get towards the the We're complicating a lot of stuff from early Clone Wars, where in season one, the clones and the Jedi are the heroes and the separatists are all bad. And we've complicated that across the show. I mean, Ventress is, comes off way more heroic or like, and just like, she's just a person. She's just a bounty hunter, having fun, making jokes, Like she basically she gets to hang with her nemesis from three years ago and have a little caper.
1: I love Ventress so much. She's so good in this episode. I
2: forgot how good Ventress was in this because like, yeah, I I, I, like there are certain scenes that have stuck out in my mind since the airing of this. But I remember the Ahsoka on the run, like the escaping from the clones That whole sequence at the end of that episode and basically all of the end of the wrong Jedi. That is like really vivid in my head as my memory of this arc. And I forgot about a lot of the fun stuff like the the venture stuff. I love the battle at the beginning as sort of as what we see now is maybe Anakin and Ahsoka's last hurrah together. Their last adventure was her like it was it was such a good demonstration of how much Ahsoka's grown up. Like as a as a Jedi and as a skilled individual, and then the end of the arc is, is is such a good example of how much Ahsoka's grown as a person. I also I was trying I was doing research trying and trying to remember. I think this is the first time in when Ahsoka's in that pipe with Anakin and having that really good scene where she's like, "I yeah, I'm not going to take the fall for something I didn't do. Why didn't you trust me?" Which is Ashley. People still say is Ashley Eckstein's best voice acting for Ahsoka, and I agree. Mm-hmm. But she calls him Anakin for the I think the very first time in the entire series. She always calls him Master, Master Skywalker or one of her nicknames for him. I was trying to find if she'd ever called him Anakin before it, like to his face, talking about him, like talking to him. She's, She's definitely referred to him like to other people. But I really like that as a moment of like they at that moment are equals and Anakin does have to trust Ahsoka. She's not his lost Padawan. She's like her own person choosing her own path. And she's right, too, is the crucial thing. She's right. She is getting framed. She's not. And she got, I think everyone thinks Ahsoka, when everyone thinks Ahsoka betrayed everyone, that's sort of like the, the the theme running throughout Anakin and the clones and on the Jedi. Like, why would Ahsoka do this? And Ahsoka's like, well, why would you do this? The clones yeah. turn on her instantly, which is a really interesting thing about following orders. Uh, Another scene I would have loved in this. I don't think Rex ever takes his helmet off in the chase. And I would have loved to. have. I think that's intentional, but I would have loved to have seen his face because he's the only 501st trooper that chases Ahsoka. It's it's the shock, the red shock troopers that are only on Coruscant that mostly chase her in that scene. And Rex like offers up some denials of like, there's no way she would do this. But there I, I wish we got a little bit more of Rex's sort of wrestling with the fact that he knows, like, I'm sure he knows, like Anakin, that there's no way Ahsoka did this. But he also went through Umbara, and he already had to take down a rogue Jedi. And he knows how dangerous that could be. And I would have, I would have really liked a Rex character moment.
1: I kind of feel like I, I don't know, I interpret this, in the beginning, I feel like Ahsoka is, when when she's first framed, she, she literally says, she's like, I knew you'd come for me, master. Like when she's freed, she assumes yeah. <laughs> she assumes that that was Anakin. And then she goes and she's Man, like, imagine no. being
2: that much of a troublemaker that Ahsoka sees some crimes done on her behalf. And is like, oh, that's my boy, Anakin.
1: But she she but it's because she has so much faith in him and she's so much faith in that in that his love defies his I guess his. His his love is for her is more than his duty to the Jedi, but even that, but it's that he kn- he would trust her enough to know that like breaking her out wouldn't truly be going against the Jedi way because they're the wrong. But he doesn't, and I get that, and I get it, and he explains why, but thinking about like Ahsoka and where she is, that feeling of like Anakin didn't come for her, like Anakin didn't rescue her, that that is so heartbreaking. And I feel like almost in that scene where she's like, you have to trust me. And then she drops into Coruscant. I almost feel like she's saying, "She she." that is almost more of like, I wanted you to rescue me. I don't think that that is fully the, I'm my own person, goodbye thing. No, it's not. I think that not. is more like, not that that's, that's what you were saying, but, but I think that scene is almost her being like,
2: yeah, she's definitely I'm feeling pissed. let down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's mad. Just,
1: she's mad. She's like, you didn't protect me, and you were supposed to. She's like, you are supposed to always be there for me, and you weren't. And now I do not trust you anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's there's saying, definitely
2: like, doubt. There's doubt yeah. now where there wasn't before. There was
1: never I, doubt. Yeah. I
2: also think of the Ahsoka, uh, the last Ahsoka Alone arc when she was on the. Trandoshan moon and getting hunted and she goes back to the Jedi order and probably hears about how Anakin didn't sleep for five days as he worked to rescue her and he he like he finds her and gets her to gets her back shows that like he will always come for her and he'll never give up on her and then but it like because I think there is even with Anakin he believes she didn't do this but there's doubt in him too yeah because because Ahsoka is being fairly expertly framed, magic really helps you frame stuff. Like the the fact that Barris is able to use the Force and it looks like Ahsoka does it. I I also just enjoy as a as a I don't know if I would call myself a villain enjoyer, but Tarkin is such a good dickhead in these episodes. He
1: sucks so bad. I do he like does. Tarkin. I love it. it. It honestly, that's the thing, right? Is like I love to hate people and I love, but Tarkin's good at it. But also, I definitely think Tarkin like he's really good at representing like the military. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. This is really the first good. time we'd
2: seen that huge Republic base. That's like, it's very, it's very U S military, but it's also very Soviet at the same time. It's very impersonal, even though there's that Memorial with all the clones names on it. There's like, there's such a weird, it, it gets into the weird, like you got to support the troops. Yeah. Mentality of, of that. I think is very intentional. Like the, because a lot of times Clone Wars is World War II. Like the, yeah. it's just it's that's the sort of the gr- the best allegory for how how the battles go, the the clearness of the sort of like these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. You can't even if it was like, oh, the good guys aren't amazing. The bad guys sure are bad. But this felt like a very post 9-11 story with the the bombing nature, the the, the 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 like it's basically an episode of NCIS for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, while we get a a Jedi procedural, which honestly, I really enjoyed before it turns into like Ahsoka on the run, huge conspiracy plot. It's just a Jedi crime solving episode. And I think those are fun.
1: (laughs) Padme was making a fucking good argument, too. I was like, okay, girly, like this is difficult. This is a difficult case and you are still pushing through. Um, Yeah,
2: Padme. Padme is such a good friend to Ahsoka.
1: Such a girl boss. I, I like Tarkin and I think Tarkin like really helps these episodes in showing and giving us a figure to like represent the fact that the Jedi and the Republic are two separate entities and that they work together. And I think a lot of the times we think of them as synonymous throughout the show because the Jedi are fighting the Republic's war, but they're not the same. They aren't the same. They don't serve to function the same thing. The Jedi sort of reside within the jurisdiction of the republic but they aren't they aren't the same they don't have the same purpose they don't have the same rules And But but I think, like, because the Jedi are fighting the Republic's war, we often think of them as being, like, the same thing, and it's just as, like, the Separatists and the Sith are separate, so are the Jedi and the Republic.
2: Yeah, and I think we've seen throughout this the the suspicion that normal people have for both, like, as soon as anybody learns about the Sith on the Separatist side, they're like, whoa, this is weird, I thought this was a political movement, and... With the Jedi, we're seeing that there's mounting, like, distrust of their ability, either their ability to win... The, the, the Republic military is starting to distrust the Jedi's ability to win the war, like, as generals, as represented by Tarkin. But we also see the normal people of Coruscant protesting the Jedi. I mean, there's this is... I remember there were some quotes about how from the creators of the show about how the Jedi are whether even though they're not trying to be that it's a monastery and they live in like asceticism. They don't have possessions, but it's an ivory tower towering above the normal people of Coruscant, which sort of represents the everyman a lot. And, and And when you go, whenever we go down under like the Senate and the ultra rich of Coruscant, it's a mess. Every time we go into the undercity, it's very arcane, honestly. But and, and that's shown Clone Wars will take us off Coruscant and see that these same feelings across the galaxy. But Coruscant is the, the clearest illustration of like, I mean, Ventress is hanging out there, which yeah. is kind of crazy and shows the degree to which the Republic has lost touch with the people that that live under it. And it's 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 sort of a heartbreaking thing because we can critique the Jedi all they want, but they're not. Tr- they're, they're not trying to, they're, they think they're doing what's right. They think they're trying to help as many people as possible and they're digging in on it instead of listening. And that's a very human thing t- to do. Obviously, not all Jedi are humans, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's an... The like political and world building stuff that happens in these arcs is almost this arc is almost as important as the character stuff where we got to, We're starting to see like the cracks in the once united the Grand Army, of the Republic and the Jedi. They were the, the Republic's heroes. And now they're they're starting to not be as the war drags on. And the clones hunt the Jedi pretty much with they follow orders uh, without. And, and I think it's also telling that these clones are under Tarkin they are under republic military officers we do not get any there's no unique painted armor except for their commander we don't know any names we don't see any individualism the way that we see with the 501st who was able oh, wait, to Oh that's
0: Fox isn't it
2: It is Fox but Fox only has the painted armor different to to mark him as the commander okay. none of his none of his troops do and even when even in his old armor Fox always had like the Coruscant Guard logo And he just had the like visor and skirt, because apparently when you get to a certain rank as a clone trooper, you get a skirt, which is very funny. Um, I I like it. Uh, But comparing this version of clones hunt Jedi to the very justified one of when General Krell was manipulating them in the Impara arc, the thematic nature of it is completely reversed. It's faceless soldiers hunting Ahsoka instead of individuals standing up for their right to exist as people against somebody who sees them only as numbers.
1: They mentioned Krell also yeah. in this. They mentioned him like so briefly. And I was like, wow, look at that circling back.
2: Clone Wars is bad about connecting to itself sometimes. But also, I bet that the Jedi do not like to talk about General Krell. That, I think, is honestly an in-universe explanation for why we never see any fallout from Umbara. Is if that got out, if the public that was protesting on the, on the Jedi Temple steps knew that a, a Jedi general turned traitor... Pit, tried to kill his own clones and then was killed by the clones like that would that would be can crazy. you imagine like the 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 equivalent of that I guess like a u.s Navy admiral turns his own ships on each other and then he's killed by his own soldiers the public relations disaster that would be
1: makes for a good story yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, no. Well, it's, it's cool. I, I really like these episodes. I really like this era of Clone Wars. I think it's so interesting. And it, it's it's doing things that are sort of beyond its kids show constraints now. Yeah, this doesn't.
1: Feel we like talked like about
2: how they stopped. Li- we think they stopped listening to Cartoon Network saying, hey, don't do this. And they were like, air it or don't. We make you so much money and telling a good like a good spy not spy uh, like a a mystery crime story with all of these like political stuff and also then having it be a really good character arc for barris anakin ventress ahsoka padme like nobody's nobody's out of character and the only person who seems off is palpatine that's unfortunately because he's tim curry now um
1: (laughs) that is actually unfortunate i know I, i didn't notice it I, I didn't really, did, I don't know if, did has Tim Curry, we talked about this last week. Did Palpatine lines. say lines? Yeah, I didn't notice it last week, but I noticed yeah. it this week. I was like, hmm.
2: Yeah, he, unfortunately at this point, Ian Abercrombie, the previous voice actor, has died before recording these ah, lines. Rip. So Tim Curry did all of Palpatine's lines for this. And I just honestly think he could have been fine, but his Palpatine voice needed some work. What always comes to me as he speaks way too slow. His his Palpatine is really like it, it just sort of I don't know. It, it, it doesn't <laughs> I always think of Palpatine sort of as a fast paced speaker. He's always like da like and this was too slow. But it, I think he was just trying to be dramatic and it was first time in the role. I'm not here to slander Tim Curry too much, but it, it is. I always notice it and because this has such good voice acting from the entire rest of the cast, including I... Barris who's usually just a guest voice.
1: She who has been in literally like one other arc. Yeah. Voice Does actors are it?
2: awesome. I, I, I they're so cool. I, I have enormous respect for voice actors. And I mean, Ashley Eckstein, who voices Ahsoka, was not a voice actor before she was cast. And oh, so really? this is her first. This was her first role. She's she hasn't voiced a ton of stuff outside Ahsoka, but she's so good in this. We haven't yeah. even talked at all about the final scene, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. I mean, heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. Having her just, like, walk off.
2: Yeah, it's, well, in one behind-the-scenes thing, the sky in the background, which is so beautiful, is a real, photo. Fo- is based off a real photograph that Dave Filoni took here in the Bay Area, where I am, uh, when he was driving home from work one day. He's like, holy shit, pulled over his car, took a photo of the sky, and then went to the, like, environment animation guy and said, this, this is the, this is the sky for Ahsoka Leaves. And I always think that's such a, such a cool touch of, of realism for the show that often does things really abstract with its backgrounds.
1: I love when Ahsoka... So so that whole conversation, it's pretty...
2: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just saw Galvin one hand hoisting his cat in the background.
0: I mean, um, when uh, she gets up in the mic, you know? Cat Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka
2: needs to be in jail. Regular Ahsoka is being framed.
1: It's, yes. Cat Ahsoka's got the trying one. to get
0: lovins tonight. <laughs> um, anyway, Ahsoka leaves.
1: Ahsoka. Okay, so, so he says. Uh, Anakin says that thing where he's like, "Believe me, I know about wanting to leave the Jedi Order," and she's like, "I know," and it's like, "Damn, she knows about Padme." Yep,
2: I. Re- that was the bit that. That was the bit that got me. I remember when watching this, I was sitting in the rocking chair that we've had my entire life, watching it on our old box television. Right down the hall. I, at this point, it's 2013, so I'm like, I'm 14 at this point. I started watching the show when I was 10. I'm like an actual person now. I like Ahsoka because I'm not a a dumb 10-year-old anymore. And when she said that, I was like, oh, like, you knew at that point, as soon as 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 soon she says she knows about Anakin and Padme, there's no coming back from this. Yeah. Like, she has to, there's, there's, their relationship has changed in a way that, like, he has to sort of.
1: Acknowledge and deal with. Yeah.
2: And and I like that direct acknowledgement of Anakin's like because we've seen him struggling with Jedi like politics and point of view the whole series. Basically, they had the whole Obi-Wan faked death thing has already happened. We've seen Anakin have be like chummy with Captain Tarkin about or at the time, Captain Tarkin about like their their military perspective. But this is the other side of Anakin that like loves his friends and his wife so much. And he's finding out now that his basically his child has kept his secret for the entire time. Yeah. And knew and like understands him on a level that I don't think Anakin really realized Ahsoka did. Absolutely. And then she leaves.
1: And she leaves. And I think that, too, is like. A a strong moment for Anakin because it's like the first like honestly the first like real consequence like he can't have his cake and eat it too. He can't lead the double life. He can't he can't have attachments and love people and have friendships and be close to people and also be a Jedi. And I think that this Ahsoka not only is she like I'm upset because I've been betrayed by the order, but I also think in a way like Ahsoka is choosing something else. Yeah, I think Asoka's decided like this isn't worth it. I want to leave. Like, I want to I want to have this other life.
2: Yeah. When she says like "I the council didn't trust me. So how can I trust myself? There's that is very I don't remember if this was said or this was a common analysis, but it's it's very much like she's being a little bit diplomatic. That's the council didn't trust me. So how can I trust them? Which is a which is a sentiment that Anakin really understands is like the is He's really starting to resent the council. And I Obi Wan does not get a lot of lines in these episodes, Mm -hmm. but he is a pivotal character on the sidelines because he's clearly being torn. We can see it every time they cut to him between like his seat on the Jedi council and his, his responsibilities to the Jedi order at large. And the fact that that's, that's, that's his, that's his kid basically. And he, I think he wants to be able to stand up for Ahsoka. And the fact that he doesn't is such a, (laughs) <laughs> We've seen, I think, what I would argue is Obi Wan's greatest Jedi moment in the last episodes when he refuses Maul's call to the dark side after killing S- Satine. He achieves a level of like of being a true Jedi that we we haven't seen really that's far from him or barely anybody. And then this is Obi Wan's weakest Jedi moment, I think. When he mm-hmm. lets them he lets peer pressure and he lets obligation and duty and politics stuff he, he hates latches
0: too much onto the Jedi order itself. Yeah.
2: when well, he hates politics, and yet he goes with the council's political position instead of doing what I think would be the Jedi thing and trusting his trusting his feelings, trusting his instincts. He he straight he doesn't learn he doesn't use Qui-Gon's lessons from way back in Phantom Menace. He votes to expel Ahsoka. And uh and so does Plo Koon but well, even though we see that Plo Koon, Anakin and Obi-Wan all have doubts about Ahsoka's guilt in these these episodes. And Plo, I I think Plo apologizes in that last scene. Mace Windu says the dickish thing.
0: This was I, your great trial. Yeah. And Kyati
2: Mundi too. Yeah, Kyati Mundi does not come off well in this. He 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 got a he got a good episode in Clone Wars but he always comes off as a bit of an idiot and everything mm-hmm. else. He uh yeah, it's just not a it's not a great showing for the Jedi. even the Jedi that we're sort of we are we have learned to like as the main characters and also like the side Jedi Ahsoka's adoptive uncle Plo Koon. We've got Obi-Wan. We have Anakin and they they do all in their own way fail Ahsoka. Ventress calls Anakin on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, Anakin's like, damn, I've never been schooled by Ventress before.
1: <laughs> this I is, this like, is
2: embarrassing for me.
1: <laughs> they are lucky. That it turned out the way that it did. Because if Ahsoka had been convicted and killed for this crime.
2: Yeah, Republic got a death penalty. Yeah. We don't Obi- have time to unpack all that.
1: Yeah, like Obi-Wan and Anakin and Plo Koon and and Padme would have to live with that. And, well, and it's I, mean, I think la- that
2: would have just, that would have just, Anakin would have left the order. I think.
0: Or, I think Obi-Wan
2: would have stayed Darth because it's the only Vader. thing. Who, but no, I, I think honestly, if, if they had, if they had executed ahsoka and then found out that she wasn't guilty mm-hmm. i mean i think anakin would have done a more extreme version but he would have he would have walked out of the jedi temple and never looked back and like the sort of bad version of ahsoka's journey to find herself that she's set, she's declaring that she's setting herself on and we've talked about we're, we're just talking about like the, the sort of conflict between being a good jedi and being a like a full realized person and i love that ahsoka gets to personify that she is one of the ones to notice it too she's like whoa the the things the jedi are asking me to do the things i want to do are not compatible with what i think is right and what i think is like what i've developed as my beliefs and that's very anakin of her and she takes the step that anakin can't in yeah. leaving the order
1: yeah anakin's a bitch to he's be conflicted
2: he's <laughs> conflicted in everything the the hilarious thing is that i think anakin if he resigns his, if he if he Left the Jedi Order, enlisted in the military. He would get promoted so fast he would end up back leading Republic armies. Uh, like he, I think a lot of Anakin's like desire to do good. He thinks he has to remain a Jedi to do that, and that. But he would have just been better as a dude, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just yeah, get he married, been as a dude. be Padme's trophy husband. Uh, I don't know. Volunteer at the fire station. <laughs> like
1: you could have, yeah, you could have done something else.
2: I think the, the the galaxy shaking destiny placed on Anakin from the time that he's nine, like the the chosen one burden really impacts his his conflictedness because he sees it's not even really an ego thing. Everyone's telling him he's important. He doubts it, as we saw in Mortis, and everyone's telling him he's the key to saving the galaxy. And it gets to him to where he he ends up in this position where he, he has to watch Ahsoka walk away and do the thing he couldn't.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited to see like where this takes us and I'm yeah. honestly like I'm really pumped for the next season. I'm really pumped to see like what yep. happens to Ahsoka. I hope she doesn't come back. I'm just gonna say that right now. I don't want Ahsoka to rejoin the Jedi Order. I hope that she is badass. I'm sure we're gonna see her. I can't imagine that they'd be like, actually we're gonna we're gonna continue Clone Wars with no Ahsoka. But that'd also be funny.
2: Yeah, Clone um, Wars, I will say, will continue its anthology format and the four arc four episode arc thing. So it's not a if, it, if an episode doesn't have Ahsoka, it, it, it is probably a sign she won't show up. But she will again in Clone Wars. Um, I promise you that. This was not promised at the time that she walked <laughs> off and went to basically to never be seen again. Yes. Way later in the podcast, I will talk about the first time we saw Ahsoka after after this and uh, the, the sort of fan movement that was around it. Uh, because of that since Clone Wars went off the air, Ahsoka's popularity only increased. As people sort of rewatch the series and with a new appreciation like Calvin and I are doing and like you're doing, people were exposed to it. I did want to also shout out the music in these episodes, Mm -hmm. top tier. And they finally in the move, a move that will be really good and will continue for the rest of the show and other and any other places Ahsoka may or may not appear. They kept her theme very way back from the the. The Clone Wars movie, Ahsoka had a theme and they used it a bunch in the movie. Basically never again in the series until this episode. It's played when she walks out. It's played over the end credits, which are the other thing. So Ahsoka's I know line got me when I was watching this for the first time. And then right after that, they don't use the regular Clone Wars ending and they just fade to black. They don't run the they don't run the regular music. That was what convinced me that the show was over. I knew when that happened, I was like, oh, it's 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 over.
1: It's done.
2: This is it where this is the the last episode. And then crazy enough, I watched the last episode of Clone Wars ever in COVID quarantine in 2020, which is just a strange, strange life experience for me. Oh, the first when I was in London at the beginning and the world was still normal, but still hitting play on a new Clone Wars episode in 2020 as I was. 21 years old was one of the weirder experiences I've had.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited to see what comes next. I'm like sad that it's almost over. It's weird to think that like we have just gone through Wyatt's yeah. childhood.
2: We have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm now I'm a teenager. I'm mostly I mean, I'm I have to go through some level ups to end up at, at podcast host Wyatt. But like, yeah, I'm. I'm now not a kid. This is this was one of the like sort of end of the end of an era moments that marked the end, the quote, end of my childhood, because um, I had I had Clone Wars was the first TV show I watched consciously. It was the, only, the first TV show I ever knew the airtime of the first one I watched all the episodes of and my first sort of unsatisfactory ending and not Aww. actually of but like not of the I think this is as good a series finale as the actual series finale um, in terms of like a good way to end the show. It obviously wasn't as intended, but it was they Clone Wars. They would go to Star Wars conventions, they would go to Comic Con and they would tease upcoming episodes for years. So there was a bunch that was teased. About what would happen after this, and they were so clearly gonna do what they end up getting to do, which is run it directly into Revenge of the Sith and see the consequences for all the characters that have been introduced in the show. And I that was the like, wow, we're never we are never gonna get to see that. And that was that was definitely sad. He and then it ha- happened anyway. I got to have my cake and eat it too.
1: <laughs> get <'em. laughs> Um
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so lads, let's... the boost the booster shot's killing me. <laughs>
1: Let's right. talk about next time. And, yeah, uh, next time. Uh, yeah. Um,
0: don't quite know when we're gonna be back up because the holidays and the beginning of the year are kind of busy for a lot of us. But we should. We'll, we'll be back soon. So next time we will be starting season six. Um, we're gonna be doing episodes uh, one through seven of season six. So that's the unknown conspiracy, fugitive, orders, and then an old friend. The rise of Clovis and crisis. Oh god, at the I forgot heart. about the Clovis stuff.
2: A- Andy, after this, after all the sadness we put you to in the last episodes, you get clones for the next, uh, the yeah, next arc. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, baby.
0: So anyway, so, yeah. Swag. until then, thank you for listening. May the force be with you. Swag. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast on Twitter at First Steps SW and on Instagram at First Steps, Star Wars You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles and you can rate and review us on Apple podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.